Good morning to everybody. It's been a blessing to have before us this morning the name of the Lord Jesus and all the different things that that name brings. In fact, as our brother was praying, we sang, Thy name encircles every grace that God as man could show. And uh, His name is love. His name brings peace to the heart. And I thought we could just look in the early chapters of Acts to see the effect of the name of Jesus um, as it was spoken. So we'll start in Acts 2. We'll just look a few verses here and we see that His name brings conviction. His name brings consolation. His name brings controversy and confrontation. And it also brings celebration. You know, when the name of Jesus is spoken... Power goes forth. But that power is manifested in different ways depending on the condition of the heart, condition can, depending on the work of the Spirit. But we know that there is power in the name of Jesus. I love to sing this song that says, There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And that's true, just as true today as it was when the apostles spoke the name right after the Lord ascended back to the Father. So, really, in these first few chapters, we see several times that this name has an effect. I I just wanted to look at Acts 2, uh, not to read the entire portion, but when the Spirit falls... And the people in that room are filled with the Spirit. They begin speaking the truth. And of course, if we know the story, those who were listening thought they were drunk. They thought they were out of their minds because of the probably the wildness and the unusual quality of their speaking and preaching. But Peter... In verses 22 down to 39, Peter gives this, you might say, well, earlier than 22, gives this message and tries to explain to them the truth of the gospel. So when we say the name of Jesus, there is a lot wrapped up in that, right? It's not just literally those few letters. That's not where the power lies. It's not in saying it exactly a certain way and I know some of us are aware of different controversies around what is the real name of of Jesus, but it's not about the syllables themselves. It's about who He is. So when we speak His name, we're speaking Him. We're referring to all that He is and did. And so as Peter revealed the truth of the Gospel in this chapter 2, he is speaking the name of Jesus. And so just like you, when you're talking to your co-workers and you're sharing with them the truth of the gospel, 
you are speaking the name of Jesus. You might notice that people have a lot easier time talking about God or hearing about God than they do hearing about or speaking about Jesus. It feels too specific, I think, to a lot of people when you start mentioning Jesus. People get uncomfortable where they're like, well, God can be anything, you know. But Jesus is specific. And so it's important that as we try to speak to those we love, and whether it's in a time of desperate need or time of doubt or whatever it might be, that the name of Jesus has to be on our lips at all times. Well, in this chapter 2, when Peter speaks the truth about the Lord Jesus, he wraps it up in verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And so here we see in the first instance, the name of the Lord Jesus brings conviction of sin. It, bring, it can bring conviction. Because compared to Him, we know who we are in our depths, the depths of our heart. And so for a sinner who hears this word and receives it, the name of Jesus can bring powerful conviction. And it can turn them to uh, the Lord. In chapter 3, we see this really famous story where Peter and John are, are going into the temple and there's a man there begging, pleading, as he probably was accustomed to do. This is how he, he was lame. He wasn't able to work. He wasn't able to go about society um, and make a living. And so he required and re- relied on the mercy of others. They call it alms or charitable giving. And so when, we know this, when, when, the, when Peter and John come in, he says, uh, look at us. I love this scene. You can read this in your own time. It's a really powerful, there's even a song about it. Peter and John went to pray. We used to sing that song. Um, but I really love this part where it says, in, in verse 3, the man, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, he leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him 
walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was He who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate at the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to Him. So what do we see here? The name of Jesus brings, you might say, consolation or completion. In other words, He meets our needs. Now, you might feel like, well, I never saw somebody that was lame all of a sudden get up and start walking, right? But the reason this happened, the reason these miracles and signs were done were to show us that the name of Jesus has the power to bring consolation and wholeness to every human being, to meet our deepest need. We too, apart from Christ, are spiritually lame. We cannot walk in the path that God has laid out for humans to walk. We can't walk rightly, you might say. Well, Jesus can, the name of Jesus has the power to bring wholeness to us. We are spiritually blind apart from Christ. He has the power to bring completeness of sight, consolation, peace in our hearts. Here was a man who his whole life had, had been feeling like less than others, feeling this deep lack. He might have had certain things, but one thing he didn't have, he didn't have the ability to move around like everyone else. And so he may have defined his life by his what was missing, by his lack, right? And many of us and many of the people we know are like that. They define their lives by what they don't have. And so we can say with confidence to that person who's feeling less than others, feeling inferior for some reason, the Lord Jesus, the name of the Lord Jesus has the power to bring you completion, completeness, consolation, and peace. But not everyone responds positively to that. And we see that in the remainder of chapter 3. Again, there'd, there'd be, it'd be a beautiful thing to read through all these passages, but as he goes through and they're challenged, what, what's going on here? We know that this person couldn't walk and now he does. It says that they marveled. Peter says in verse, uh, you know, he tells them, I'll tell you what happened. It's because Jesus made a difference in this person's life. He says in verse 16, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness. That's that idea of completeness and consolation. That soundness in the presence of you all. And so he tells them that, and how do they respond? Are they like the ones in chapter 2 who says, men and brothers, what should we do? No. It says at the beginning of chapter 4, when Peter is done talking, now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection of the dead, and they laid hands on them, put them in custody until the next day. 
for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. But if you go down through, he ba- they basically punished them for speaking the name of Jesus. In fact, even as they're releasing them after beating them and punishing them, they say, don't speak this name again. And so the name of Jesus can bring confrontation and controversy. We know that that's true. Sometimes when you're speaking to someone about the gospel and about the Lord Jesus, they may respond with conviction. They may find great peace and consolation, but it might also stir up confrontation and controversy. That doesn't mean we shouldn't speak the name of Jesus. We still have to speak the name of Jesus. We're just not in control of how others are going to respond. Now, there's a way that we can speak about Jesus that is very un-Christ-like. We've been speaking about that some in the Sunday school class, the adult Sunday school class. Sometimes the way we speak the name of Jesus can feel very condemning, right? But that's not what we should do, right? We should speak in love, just like Peter was doing. He was revealing the truth to those who were listening, but they did not respond well. But again, that's not up to us. That's up to the Spirit's work. And so then the last C would be celebration. You know, if we, if we look at the remainder of chapter 4, starting in verse 23, all the way down through, we see that as they left, they celebrated that they were worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. You know, when we speak the name of Jesus, and this is especially true when we're speaking to one another as fellow believers, the name can bring a great sweetness, a celebration, a a worship and praise that just like we had this morning, this is really what we've been occupied with in our hymns and our songs, that the name of Jesus brings uh, great praise and celebration. So, Just a few thoughts on that powerful name of Jesus. Let's speak His name this week. You know, let His name be on our lips, ready to to speak of Him with those who, you might say, those who are ready for it and those who aren't, right? Um, But let's just be prepared to speak that name. I was thinking that maybe as we close that we could sing hymn 68. Um, You know, many of our hymns in the spiritual songs hymnal do refer to the name of the Lord Jesus because it is so vast. It's such a vast topic. And I love this song that says, Thy name we bless, Lord Jesus. That name, all names excelling. In other words, it's higher than every other name. How great thy love, all praise above, should every tongue be telling The Father's loving kindness in giving Thee was shown us. Now by Thy blood, redeemed to God, as children He doth own us. That's the power of the name of the Lord Jesus. And we speak it to His glory. So let's sing 68 as we close.